Well, well, welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and these are the words that I spoke to all the friends of the pod while you were in the wilderness. Dave is here to give us our marching orders as we head into the next chapter of Grace Church. But before we take the land, now that they've overstayed their welcome at this mountain, let's Break camp and welcome in our favorite co-hosts, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Good, good day. day. Dave, good day. Good day. Hello. How are you? Good. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody doing good? Okay. So Barry, Marin, how are you guys? I, I'm, I'm good. I can't complain. I'm like... It's one of those days where I feel like I'm just losing steam right, right now that we're sitting down to do the it's pod. Monday. So I'm Right. I shouldn't be. But it's just a long yeah. day, so I'm I'm trying to kick myself back into high gear to to do this pod and bring bring the energy. Yeah, we 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 need you. It, you're very essential to this. <laughs> well, are you essential kidding? to the process? Uh, yeah. I'm doing well. It is Olivia's birthday when we are recording this, Whoa! and also on Wednesday it's our third anniversary. So, if you guys need any advice or practical tips on how to have a successful marriage, I I can hook you up. <laughs> Help me. Uh, yeah. So what's the plan? Like quarantine birthday, what are we doing? So we actually spent a little time, well, we spent a good, most of the afternoon with her family yesterday, which was a lot of fun. Um, you know, outside playing. Oh, I saw this. I saw a picture of croquet with Brian Pratt sitting inside. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, we, so that was fun. It was good. It's always a little awkward when you can't like hug or get too close and, I don't know. It's just, just weird and different, but we did that. And then Liv and I, I mean, thing is we're, we're both so used to just cooking our own food now that eating out or ever getting like carry out is actually kind of like a special thing. So maybe just the, just especially since you're like 40 minutes away from any restaurant. No, we're not, whatever. We've got plenty around (laughs) here, but uh, yeah, we might, we might get some carry out somewhere that we wouldn't normally. And then, you know, enjoy a little, I don't know, meal in the car, like, like the Gaffrins or something. I don't know. <laughs> yes, we'll make it, like we'll a Gaffrin Mother's Day. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Where would you get takeout from, Barry? We are huge fans of, uh, well, pretty much every food, but we love, we love Mexican restaurants. We love, um, there's a great place in downtown Noblesville called, I think it's Asian Grill. They have really good food. So I don't know. We'll get something, get something good. Olivia's big on like, birthdays yeah she and i kind of goes all out for everybody i always Are you, let her down do you, oh you, you're I do disappointing my, i do my best um <laughs> you can't top last year last year was no. so so good i'm afraid yeah. that you oh yeah that was the graduation party big Failure huge surprise party for her it, yeah every other year is going to be a letdown but <laughs> the thing is if i keep it at the high level every year i'll just wear myself out it's got to be a surprise like every couple of years yeah. i just pull out all the stops right that's got to be how it works yeah right? you can't do it every year <laughs> yeah i agree so anyway I Dave, mean, what's I, new with you oh, go ahead. what's new yeah what's new uh boy I have how's to, your quarantine life uh it's okay we do there's there's a lot of oh i'll tell you what's new in about three days, uh, our daughter, son-in-law, and grandson are coming to live with us. Ooh. Oh, that's new. And That'll be great. Well, yeah. And it will be wonderful. And it will probably be for a significant period of time. I think it'd be more than weeks. Could, could be a month. Who knows? Maybe more. So it won't, affect their, just, it won't affect their jobs. They're both working from home anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, are they, well, is it just a re- work remotely situation? Yeah, or they, what, what's the deal? They both... 
<coughs> excuse me, they both work remotely and they just need help with Henry. Um, so we'll be fully Nana and Papa up. That's awesome. That's awesome. Doing <laughs> all, all the things. So it, and it'll be good as I wrap up my time at Grace um, to have something to focus on for a mm-hmm. while. Are they yeah. relocating to this area, Dave? No, they're going to, they're st- they live in Chicago. They still, that's where their jobs are. I think they just, they need a break. They need mm. a break from, and Chicago, Illinois is far more intense. Oh yeah. On the whole, um, as you know, the virus thing. And so that's been weighing on them. And then they just need help when they're constantly doing zoom calls. They just need help with the little guy. Yeah, because he just is, just started walking like the last week oh and a half. My, oh, he's walking now. Oh, he's <laughs> yeah, he's it's over. It's over, over you, you, and it's like every second of his life, it's danger. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's gonna fall and hit himself on something. So yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, you can't zoom like that. No way. Nope. You uh, parents of of young kids are the true heroes of this time. Well. Are you talking Myself about yourself, Tyler? <laughs> I was say. No, I mean like true hero, the, Tyler. The parents. Well, no. Here's here's why I'm not the hero. It's because I'm down here working, and Lauren's the hero. She's upstairs, and she's trying to do like enter back into the workforce and keep track of the two kids. Mm. Parents who both have full time jobs, who also have small kids at home, and like elementary school or whatever, where you have to help with the homework and the e learning and the whole thing, and the baby. Those are the heroes, man. Those, I don't know how people do it. And so I'm glad that Lucy gets to bring what Nana and Papa. Yeah. Nana and Papa. Yeah. Nana and Papa get to hang with Henry because it's much needed, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was his first birthday yesterday, too. So well, actually, it's to, literally tomorrow, tomorrow, but we celebrated it. We had a Zoom birthday party, which <laughs> is kind of, kind of weird. The same. Kind of sad. Did he do a cake smash? <clears throat> he did a cake smash. Um, he had just gotten up from his nap, so he was like, "What is this? And who are these people?" <laughs> <clears throat> yeah the the attention span of little babies on camera not not so high. Yeah, yeah. but it was okay. It was good. Nice. Speaking of uh, kids and e learning and Zoom, Marin. Speaking of how are heroes. Your teens? Speaking, of, <laughs> Speaking heroes. of heroes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. How are the teens? They are tomorrow starts their the the final three days of school begin. Believe God. Tomorrow, that is both <laughs> exhilarating and absolutely horrifying. Why is it horrifying? Um, I thought we were like crawling to the finish line we, we, are, we are inching our way to the finish line we are <laughs> yeah. no they're both nervous for different reasons um desi's got a big ap test coming up that she's nervous about and you know it's just all the the final yeah. the final push to get through this year so i'm i'm excited i'll be happy um desiree's birthday comes on the heels of that last day of school so mm-hmm. it's yeah it'll be good but but weird good. I th- We've talked about this before on this podcast where normally school ends and it's like this giant sigh of relief and party all summer. But yeah. we're going from alternate reality school year to alternate reality summer vacation. And what does that even look or feel yeah, like? Yeah, it's just like, great. Summer started. Yeah. It's just hot outside now. Right. Yeah. Finally, yeah. some time to sit at home. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I think, I mean, we'll find things to do. I, there's 
all kinds of silver linings to having to shelter in place. But specifically, my family, we just love hanging out together. And there's all different kinds of ways that we can love hanging out together. From Desi and I tried to get Jaden into crafting. Um, He is not an artistic fellow whatsoever, but we got him a birdhouse to kind of simulate woodworking, I suppose. So he's uh, varnishing it and he's he was working with polyurethane this morning. He's getting into crafting, you know, and Desi and I are getting into embroidery together. The other night we just sat around listening to music like old timey, like when people used to just sit around a radio and listen (laughs) to a broadcast. We sat around TVs off, phones off, and we just picked songs that reminded us of each other. And we cracked up having such a good time laughing at like the songs that they picked. Like, really? That reminds you of me? Why? Yeah, what'd they pick for you? What did they pick? Well, uh, obscurities, you know, just things that they know only mom. Things I've never heard. Of course. Yeah. Where's Tim? Where's Tim when I need him? (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's good. All right. Good. So, Dave, uh, this is your second to last week with us. Yep. About ready to land the plane. (laughs) (laughs) Don't sound so thrilled. I mean. But this is odd. I I mean, let's just be honest. It's just weird. It's odd. This is not not anybody's idea. (laughs) No. Not anybody's idea of how to land the plane. I think I'm landing in a terrible crosswind or something. I don't know. Yeah. So I know that you initially had a plan to go to like England and travel. Thanks for bringing that Penny. up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's there. not happening, right? No, all canceled. All canceled. Do you have, is it reschedulable? Like, no, what, all do canceled. you have any? All canceled. <laughs> I'm trying to give friends of the pod an idea yeah. of how to like, picture what you're going to be doing right after what are you going to do that's a really, Anything? That's a really good question uh <laughs> you got some yard work or i mean so the what, plan, what are we doing so the plan finally was, some time to sit at home <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody offered me a chance to go to a cabin in the woods i was like mm, no yeah, uh, let me further isolate from the, humanity the, um, <laughs> thank you but no i um the idea was have this big last weekend um, get on a plane, fly to England, spend 30 days there. We had all these pl- lined on the Jurassic Coast and Cornwall and up in the Cotswolds, and it was a beautiful thing. And, of course, that's all gone so now. Um, and then when I got back in July to, in earnest, launch this new business. So I suppose I can not – but here <laughs> – you don't you don't need to hear all this, but the but the fact that now I've got to retool a business to be an online business. Yeah. Which was not Yeah, because it was kind of like in person oh, yeah. live event oh, yeah. style, oh, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So has that been made fully public yet? Does do 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 the people of Grace Church know what's next on the horizon for you? a uh, few people do. You've you've mentioned it, but yeah. not in, in detail. I will mention it this weekend in part again, because of the sermon that's coming up next weekend, but uh, not, not in detail. No, mm-hmm. not. So, yeah. So there- so you're having to uh, expedite the learning curve of online business, huh? Yeah. So I may have lost all my current dreams for the immediate future, but at least <laughs> I have to retool my entire business. 
And you may not, and you may not know like where your, where your income is going to come from for the next few months, but at least you have to buy new hardware. <laughs> at least, at least I'm sending a text an hour. Get to my out son of my saying, face. Which camera should I get? What yeah. should I do? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so it's going well. Ideal. Well, but Henry's on Man. his way. So we'll have a grandson. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll chase him around a while. And I've been cooking a lot. I really have. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Me uh, too, Dave. What you been making? Um, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Penny just for, she's now into white fish, like haddock and tilapia. Mm-hmm. So I've been grill. I've got a, been grilling haddock, which is really good. It's it's hard to grill fish, but I've been doing that uh, and a bunch of other stuff. I mean, I've everything made everything from red beans and rice to fish to what's the other thing I made the other day that was really good. Anyway, I'm cooking a lot. So yeah. it's it's like hobby on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been good. Man, everybody's getting new hobbies. Marin with the crochet. Crochet. <laughs> no, not not crochet. What is it? It's embroidery. There's like oh, a, hoop, embroidery. a hoop involved. Hoop. Little thimble. I don't know the I don't know the difference between that and knitting and crochet. It is a What's very that? inexpensive hobby. And so I'm thrilled. Thrilled to bits. Yeah. <laughs> isn't that David dad, isn't cooking? that what your mom used to do? Embroidery, yep, she did. Yeah. That was a that was a really big deal to her. Hmm. Barry's just like a new hobby every day. <laughs> Everybody's getting hobbies. <laughs> Barry's, had, Barry's had and a new hobby every month since he was for my three entire years life. Old. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Legos stuck, stuck around for a while, and then I moved on, and then it was it was a new thing every every month. Tyler, what about mm-hmm. you? How are you doing? You didn't say what's going on uh, with you. We're we're fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We, we started slowly. I mean, I mentioned Lauren's kind of like back to work a couple days a week. So we're sending the kids over to granny's house, um, two days a week. And, you know, we have to talk about coronavirus every day for a couple of hours because it's all angst filled. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's all, it's all angst filled. And so, Um, you know, I talked last week about Milo (laughs) and the things that, uh, the darndest thing kids kids say, but, (laughs) um, yeah, it's good. It's, it's just been good in some ways because he's, you know, we're re socializing our, our kids, which is really nice, but it's also like you try to avoid the fear part of your kids going back out into the world and seeing people that they haven't seen in months and it's been interesting because nobody has seen our baby basically mm-hmm. like, yeah he was born at the end of january it's and then amazing <laughs> six <laughs> weeks later like he's a different human being than yeah. when people remember him and so not, not to get it's real, been good not to get real serious or deep here but one of the things that for the the two of you with children are you worried about this new thing with this new inflammatory disease with kids that's all of a sudden they're talking about Marin's not scared of any of this stuff I'm scared of all of it Marin's <laughs> Marin's like welcome to my world everybody yeah, yeah yeah no Dave I actually hadn't heard about the new thing <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry I've definitely heard about it I've uh I am nervous or thought about it um they announced today I listened to a part of the governor's deal today and they announced the first known case of it in Indiana. 
just today. Of the new thing. The new inflammatory disease thing that. Um, it's like it resembles COVID or something. No, it's come. It's it's know. related to COVID, but it resembles what is it? Hashimoto? No, it's an infl- it, re- it just causes inflammation, bad inflammation in children. So hmm. it's just, I, it's just like, okay, one more thing for us to worry mm-hmm. about. One yeah, more. it's just another thing. And uh, so Lauren and I have the conversation every day about: is this a risk we want to reintroduce to our family, right. and what you know? And so it's it's getting weary. I mean, I'm definitely over this whole thing and i think a lot of people are but we're trying to be as safe as possible and, and I, um yeah i just got down got yeah. got back from a doctor's office and of course if you're going to a doctor's office they're gonna they're not let you in the door without taking your temperature and asking you a series of questions well as i was waiting there was a woman in front of me that decided she was going to she wasn't having it anymore so there was a bit. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. the, the poor nurse that was there just because somebody told her, here, go take people's temperatures and put yourself your neck on the line. She got yelled at because because like Walmart was not doing something or Whole Foods or something and ended up being a ideological throwdown. I was like, I just need to get my nose looked at. <laughs> <laughs> I will say our family has officially run out of problems. Um, yesterday, all your post. Oh man! Yesterday, uh, the day ended with a squirrel-sized picnic table. I saw that (laughs) on our fence. Milo and Lauren put a squirrel-sized picnic table together, and now it is hosting seeds and nuts on the picnic table, and squirrels can come at their leisure and eat. As if they're sitting at a picnic table. I wanted one so, of those, so I was super jealous when I saw your post. So no. cute. The picture that you let, did you did you Photoshop a squirrel onto it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, because I was gonna say that did not look real. <laughs> no, it, it definitely wasn't real. I just I felt like just posting the table, people would be like, What is he doing? So I tried to make it scaled to the squirrel. Uh <laughs> So, friends of the pod, if you need anything, my family's officially run out of problems and you can ask us for whatever you need because we're looking for stuff to do, apparently. <laughs> hey, I'll be right back. I hear something in the... Yeah, what was that? I think it's a rabbit hitting something. I don't know what it is. I'll be right back. <laughs> talk and I'll, I'll be able to hear you. I'll be right back. All right. It sounded like an um, elevator buzzer. That was... No, that was our washing machine. Oh. Oh, that. Oh, I thought the bunny was Sorry like about that. ringing the doorbell. No, that was our, that was our washing machine. I'm in the basement. My office is in the basement. And oh, oh, yeah. This is yeah. Whatever. We are living the dream. We, we are. Penny and I listen. By the way, we listened to last week's pod on the way up to Fort Wayne a couple of days ago, and just you guys are hilarious. Loved every minute of it. Oh man, it was awesome. Yeah, it's it's been a wild ride. That's for sure. Oh, man. All right. So we entered into week one of our three-week sermon series uh, called... Wait, is it three-week or six-week? Six weeks uh, yes. with two parts. Six weeks with two parts. This is my this is my new favorite part of the podcast where I have no idea... <laughs> Let's see if you can remember the name of the last series. <laughs> What's the subtitle? <laughs> what now? Uh, so, something. Yeah, what now? Something. something when you're out of faith. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, when your faith runs out, <laughs> deeply meaningful. Uh, it's it's called the next chapter. That's, which that's it. First three weeks we're talking. Um, Dave, you're preaching all three sermons. Yeah. The next three, we're, we're uh, Barry will be preaching 
all three sermons. And so uh, this is week one. And Dave, you talked primarily, you spoke from Deuteronomy 1, correct? Yeah, I was kind of launched off of Deuteronomy 1. I wouldn't say it was a deep dive into Deuteronomy 1, but... But it's primarily focused on the last words yeah. Moses had to say with the to the Israelites. Yeah, I'm kind of leveraging Moses' last words to the Israelites to say my last words to Grace Church. Yeah. Um, and so can you kind of give us the big idea or, I mean, I know that you're splitting us up into three parts, so maybe it's hard to do for each segment. But for this week in particular, what do you think the big idea was that you wanted people to hear? Well, every... Yeah, so I'm summarizing words that Moses said into three concepts. This week, three, last week, three words. This week, two words. Last week, four words. Last week was take the land. And that came from <coughs> Deuteronomy 1.8, where um, Moses said, I want you to go in, occupy the land, and inherit it. it would let it become your homeland. The idea was to move in like the people of God are supposed to do to move into the world and take it in Jesus' name or in God's name, the kingdom's name. And so um, that was part of my last words to Grace Church, take the land. And Mm. specifically leveraging, again, Jesus' words uh, to do that is essentially to inaugurate the kingdom of God. That's Jesus' way of saying take the land. Dave, has this been on your mind, this passage have you known, I mean, you announced your plans for retirement about, was it five years ago? It's, it's been yeah. a, a long time, ago. a long time coming. Yeah. Was this particular passage, Moses's final words, was that something you always knew? Hey, I want to, I want to leave them with this. Is Not always new, but it's been a while. Barry, didn't we start talking about this six to eight months ago or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. It was a while. So it's been a while. Um, I've been, you know, Marin, I was just trying to figure out, okay, how do I, First of all, I ask, how do I frame my last words? Hmm. And I think about that time, I had either been studying the book of Deuteronomy or reading somehow, and all of a sudden I went, okay, that's it. That's the framework Hmm. that that I want to deliver this in. And so then I did a a study, and I realized I had three weeks, and could I pick three of the concepts that Moses was trying to communicate and these three jumped out at me and it, it all just made sense. Hmm. I mean, so you, the danger of course is how ridiculous is it for me to, to use Moses? I mean, the legend of Moses and for me to say, yeah. And just like Moses, I'm, it's, a, it's, it's kind of dumb. Well, I don't know. I mean, I see a lot of similarities really. I look Between like him. Dave I know Ryan I look like him. Yeah. <laughs> right now you might. My hair's with as the long shaggy as hair. Was, yes. <laughs> Do you yeah. better? Um, but you brought, you brought, uh, take the land. You said it's a constant theme throughout the Bible. You know, we see it and hear it in Genesis, be fruitful and multiply. We hear it and see it in Isaiah. You will bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. And like you just said, Jesus brings it up and talks about the theme, uh, talking about making disciples of all nations. And so you spent the rest of your sermon talking about how we do that. And mm-hmm. this has been, I, I, I don't know how long, how long has a br- the broken place has been a thing? Uh, since, uh, since 2000, I did a series, the first series on the kingdom of God. I think it was in September of 2000, but I'm not positive about that. Wow. Now, the okay. first time so, I started talking in earnest about the concept. Hmm. 
yeah, the the concept of the kingdom being something other than what you learned kind of growing up and through seminary. Yeah, yeah. That the kingdom is kind of now, right? Well, yeah, and that it's a social political reality, not political in terms of, you know, American politics, but political in that it, right. it, it, it impacts the way human beings interact. It's it's it encompasses all of humanity, all of the cosmos. And it's not yeah. it's not delayed. It's not future. It's now. Mm-hmm. And that was the concept I started teaching way back in 2000. And which, yeah. by the way, your the the construction of your deck that- has a great PR person. I don't know who <laughs> is running the PR for your deck, but the construction of it has been brought up twice in the last I know, two weeks. I know. Well, it was because it was Tim that built it. <laughs> yeah, you pointed out very specifically. I helped build it. So no joke. Um, Jed and I have big dreams of selling our house in Munster, hopefully soon. And with what we make on the sale of that house. Putting some of it towards a deck. There you hey, go. Well, oh, let Tim okay. know. <laughs> I, I want it to be good, and I want it to be sermon good. I want it to be two sermon good. Sermon good. good. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Two sermon good. Uh, so the you guys sitting on your deck talking about this. You talked about the uh, emphasis. Wait the the examples of God's presence. The yeah, evidences right? of the kingdom. Right. Yeah. Evidences. Yeah. So it goes like this. So. Okay, so if the kingdom of God is supposed to be at hand, the way Jesus said, like it's graspable, it is, you can, well, then how would we know? What would it look like? Like, how would we know it's actually there? And so for years, I mean, probably a decade, I kept saying, well, you'll know the kingdom of God is at hand when you see people getting saved, when you see people in community, when you see people getting healed, when, you know, there seems to be a coming together and not a bursting apart through hatred or the world itself, the, you know, uh, justice. And it's, and I yeah. would teach that and teach that and teach that. And I would get everything from excitement to blank looks. Hmm. Um, because the concept itself, I mean, gosh, all my undergrad work and my graduate work, nobody ever taught this. No, I never heard it in all my years of, the the idea of the immediate presence of the kingdom. It was always delayed. It was always future. So at any rate, I would teach it and teach it. And that led to the day when he and I, when Tim and I were talking about it and we were like going, okay, how do we help people understand this? And Mm -hmm. that's when we said, oh my gosh, what if we just, instead of talking about the evidence of the kingdom, why don't we talk about the broken places of the world that the evidences heal? Does that make sense? We turned it, it yeah. was like turned the coin over and looked at the other side of it. Hmm. Like, why is the kingdom of God necessary? And then all of a sudden it was like, boom, boom, boom. All six of them came out very clearly and we started teaching and then people would go, oh, oh. Yeah. Something that it, it I noticed it, it did is even when you talk about the evidence of the, of the kingdom, you will see people being saved. Yeah. Well, even talking like that, you, you have, I have a tendency to be like, Okay, I'll look out for that. Yeah, yeah. I'll look out. I'll look out for yeah. it. Right. But it's not right now. <laughs> but I'll look for it. Mm-hmm. But saying like, right now the world, people are going through a lot of pain, and this is how you heal this. Yes, that that brings it to the the immediate. That brings the immediacy of of the event. Yeah, and there's uh, a to light. There's another theological issue, um, and maybe Barry could riff on this a little bit. But the idea that Christianity for a long time has pretty much 
as I was growing up and in my education, it was you get saved. So the separation from God was always the, the big deal. And it, it was the only deal. You get saved and then you kind of live your best Christian life. And then when you die, you go to heaven. It was a, what I think and what, what I see now is a very limited gospel. It is the gospel. It is the good news, but it is limited. And when you start, when you start understanding that the kingdom of God is not simply getting people to be right with God, but it's also reconciling the whole of creation to God. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a whole different theological um, framework. And Barry, I don't know if you want to take off on that a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I think, and I, I, you and I both went to the same school for undergrad, and I think the mentality there was a little bit more like the former. The whole idea of the most important thing is getting people to pray a prayer so that they can go to heaven when they die. I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't necessarily say it that God way, but knows. but what you what you end up with is uh, you know a faith where a faith where if you're if you have a little bit of extra time and energy, then you can help the poor. Or if you're, you know, if you are trying to, you know, spread the gospel somewhere, you can use food and money as a way of getting people hooked, maybe get them in the door with the food, but then you preach the gospel. And then you end up with ministries. Like I went to a homeless shelter in Chicago uh, as part of my practical Christian ministry for school. And, it was shocking to me to realize that in, at least from what I was under understanding to get a meal, anyone who came into that homeless shelter was required to sit through a worship service where they heard preaching and all that. And to, to be able to sit through that worship service, they had to sit down and have a one-on-one conversation with someone to tell them (laughs) that they were, that their intentions were to become a, a Christian. And so it, the food was like, that was the lure to get them in. And so what really mattered was, you know, getting their souls saved. When, when you look at the rest of scripture and you realize, well, God seems to really care about them also having full bellies and, mm. and a chance at dignity. So the kingdom is bigger than just getting their, getting their souls to heaven. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, that's why it's, I think we're finally at a point. I think Grace Church is at a point right now. Where the average person who's been there a while understands the six broken places. I think they do. I hope they do. Yeah. But I wanted to make sure one, at least one more time I was going to lay it out. And that's mm. what I did this past weekend. So when you, back in 2000, when this kind of came to you, was it like a, was it like a flash of lightning or was it like a slow burn for you? It had been growing for um, a number of years. Um, even when I, when I first entered into full-time ministry, I kept bumping up against um, unexplainable things. Um, uh, my heart started to expand to understand justice in different ways, but I, I didn't. I never had an opportunity to put it together. I always kept coming back to the same thing. I don't know how to say this, uh, I, and I couldn't. I was trying to figure out what is our responsibility towards the poor. What is our responsibility when it comes to racism? And, and for heaven's sakes, what is our responsibility when it comes to the creation? Um, I was, so I started reading. I started exploring. I started having conversations with people. And then I came across, I keep mentioning this book, The Divine Conspiracy by Dallas Willard, that, um, who has since gone to be with the Lord. 
um, where I first understood the concept of the kingdom of God in what, the way I, what, way we teach it now. And it was like, I remember reading it going, oh my gosh, I never thought of it this way before. Mm. And so it was one book in the inter- interpretation of the scriptures through one guy's lens that just blew my mind. Mm. Yeah. And that's where it all started. And it was the late nineties when I first picked up. And what you'll find, at least in my, now I, obviously I was in college when all this was happening. So I was reading books and having my mind blown, but I got to kind of start my adult life with this mentality. And it really has shaped my faith over the years. And what, what I've found is that there is a growing body of theological work from all corners of the earth that is starting to kind of converge on this idea, on this concept of the kingdom of God alive and active and, and rushing into our world. And, it's what's cool is you're starting to read theologians and authors from different cultures and different backgrounds, all kind of beginning to, to meet in this new way of looking at things, which actually isn't new at all. Right. It's just, you know, it's, it's a very, it's the original, it's the old way of looking at it, but it's a way that has been somewhat um, stifled by some of the, the, um, the baggage of the enlightenment. And so now that we're in this sort of, new reality. I think it's, it's really an interesting time. I feel like we're kind of at the beginning of a real, of an awakening or a reawakening to what the whole point was in all of this. That's kind of how I look at it. And there was a time when, when Christians talked more about this. Um, but in the mid 1800s and in the early 1900s, we had, um, the civil war followed, um, by, you know, eventually world war one, world war two, and, and Christians started to get jaded thinking, well, the kingdom of God cannot possibly be present. It has to be something in the future because we look around and all we see is a mess. All we see is brokenness. All we see. And as a result of that, people abandon the idea that the world itself could come under the influence of God. You know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, people essentially abandon that idea that that could actually happen. They made it metaphor. They made it spiritual or they sent it into the future. Um, and it is only in the last, I don't know, what, 40, 50 years that Christians are suddenly, suddenly saying, no, wait a minute. There's enough of us here. And if we understand that Jesus gave us the keys of the kingdom and we understand he gave us the Holy Spirit, certainly there's a possibility that the kingdom of God could be expressed in our midst. Let's be about it. So there's a yeah. historical stuff that has, has brought us to this point too. So it back to this sermon, you take the land essentially just means heal the broken places, right? Or I, am I missing? No, it's a metaphor. It's just. <clears throat> so you said it means change everything in the name of Jesus, launch a revolution, bring all things under the rule of God. And then you, you kind of recapped what, healing the broken places might look like. Um, you uh, doubled down on your kicking racists out. You... Yeah. What you did <laughs> is, um, I hope she doesn't <laughs> mad at me for saying this, but I got to that point in the sermon and I referenced saying, if you're a racist, get out. <laughs> yeah. I was about to offer, a, of course, I wouldn't say that again. And I looked out and Aaron Meyer, who's running the camera in the middle, she's raising yeah. your hands like, say it again, say it again, say it again. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got some flack for saying that. Oh, we had people leave, which was, I guess, the point. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
Oops, Milo. Uh, Milo's about to join us. Come on, yeah, get, so come on, join the pod, Mo. Mo. <laughs> get ready. Um, no, I, in all seriousness, what were the objections? Like, who who has an objection to that statement, and why? I think this goes to the the provocative nature of the six broken places and what we're talking about and how you might not be the most popular guy in the room if you talk about standing against hatred and injustice. Yeah. I think the the objection was just like, you can't say that someone's not welcome in your church, but it's like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Dave brought all the buttons to repush this weekend. He he mentioned global warming. He told racists to get out. He's it's his final week. He's he's pressing all the buttons. Oh yeah. I can't wait. (laughs) Yeah, Barry, just wait. I'm going to leave you a big mess, Barry. Yeah. The next chapter, part two, (laughs) damage control. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so it's a good question, Marin, because you know I, I can remember sitting there, were sitting with a couple in my office as they were telling me why they were leaving because I said racist, get out. And as they as they're <laughs> as they're talking to me, I'm thinking, and and okay, well, get out then. <laughs> but we'll miss you. Get yeah, out. actually, I didn't. I think it would be very different if it was somebody who knew that they had, uh, you know, negative thoughts toward another race and they insisted on keeping those negative thoughts and they wanted to stay that way, like aggressively and unapologetically racist. But then I think there's another camp of people that has maybe just been awakened to their racial bias and they want to improve. They want to become more like Jesus and they're brokenhearted by what they recognize within themselves. Yeah. That yeah, is not who we're out. telling to get out. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't have to right. get out. No. <laughs> I suppose, yeah, if you had nuanced it, Dad, by saying, if you harbor racist thoughts and you are unwilling to change them, then get out. <laughs> or unwilling to address them, then get out. That's the it doesn't have I mean, quite the same to ring to it. Sound, yeah, to make it sound nice, you have to add all these caveats. You got to hit home. You got to have all these caveats. Now, look, I don't want to offend if you're blah, blah, blah. You're in process. A lot of people are in process. No, just get out. Go on, get out. Bless you, Dave. That's amazing. All right. So tease us for the next few weeks. What what do you want us as Grace Church to pay attention to uh, in your final two weeks? Well, I guess really personal, a lot more personal. If if this past week was the kind of the corporate... <clears throat> rally and cry. Let's be about this. This week, I'm just going to talk about the thing that I always talk about then and the rest of my future, at least, is going to be focused on. And that is how does a person find their own personal destiny? And mm-hmm. and of course, it relates to the broken places of this world. But there's so this week, I'm breaking out the blackboard and we're going to talk about the first and second mountain. We're going to talk about you know, the Venn diagram, all the stuff that everyone goes, yeah. Great. All the hits, all, man. <laughs> bringing back all the hits. But the last week, I'm not going to tell you. I, I don't want to. Okay. Um, it's it, it will be the most personal, the most, I could get emotional thinking about it now, mm. what I'm, what I'm going to, t- what I want, I feel led to talk about. Um, I will say this. Don't nobody come thinking, that it's going to be brass bands. Uh, the last message is going to be um, exciting. It's not. 
So don't. That's the, that's the best plug. That's <laughs> the best plug yeah, I've ever heard. However, don't come. It's not going to be exciting. It's not going to be exciting. If, if you like honest, <laughs> if you like, uh, if you like, oh my gosh, he said that. Um, <laughs> oh no. That takes me back to my original question. How long have you been planning this? Yeah. <laughs> because that's For just some reason the feed like, went down. I can't explain it. Marin, here's the deal. This is probably more than anybody ever wanted to know, but you know what? I'm losing all my, um, <laughs> whatever. Um, mostly I have, I'm taking the longest showers of my career over the last <laughs> six months because I stand in the shower and I talk of, I say the last message over and over and over again. Wow. Mm. Oh, wow. Wow. And I change it. And I modify it. And it'll probably, and probably everybody's going to come and they're waiting for something special. It won't be. It's just me trying to figure out what I want to, what I want to emote, what wow. I want to. Um, so I'm not, no, I don't want to go into detail because it's, it's too personal and it's still in process and all that stuff, but I am looking forward to it. I don't know if it's going to be short. I don't know if it's going to be long, but I'm going to tell uh, a personal story that'll, that'll take up a big part of the message about what happened to me at one moment uh, when I almost packed it in. Mm, wow. Oh, all right. Wow. So there it is. Do you think, Dave, do you think this has hit you yet? Oh, yeah. You do? Oh, yeah. I've bottomed out several times. Hmm. I'm not going to lie. If Penny were here, she would be rolling around. She'd be standing behind me going, mm-hmm. But... Um, <laughs> This is um, uh, this has been rough. This this has been this yeah. has been hard, and I, I don't want to. Yeah. So, it, and, and for a lot of reasons. Yeah, it's not just leaving. Oh my word! It's no. Leaving Can after a couple anyway, of years. You lost your mom. I lost my mom. Yeah. In January. So, you know that that um, yeah, and then all the other stuff. The the transition itself. And then in the middle of it, I decided to have this horrible sinus surgery that has continues to, to bedevil me. Um, so yeah, I, I'm struggling. I've struggled. Uh, some days I have great days and some days I have poor days, but yeah. And it's like, how does anyone have any level of closure in the middle of a pandemic? It's just, there is no, we yeah. don't know what the road ahead lies or what lies in the road ahead. So it's really hard to know, like, okay, well I can, Close that chapter and move on to the next one. Can I? I don't even know. Yeah. yeah so, so I, okay. More than you want to know. But so <laughs> you know how you wake up every morning in the middle of this and you realize, well, I'm at home. Okay. That's the way it's <laughs> the yeah. 60 days. Yeah. On June 1, Monday morning, June 1, after I'm done, I'll wake up and go, well, I'm at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except now I don't have anything to do. Yeah. Yeah. Your your grandbaby will make sure you have plenty to do. <laughs> plenty to do. I was the closure part. Go ahead. I was excited and encouraged, Dave, when you mentioned in this sermon that six months from now you'll be serving. Oh yeah. Mm. You'll be serving like the rest of us are serving. And not only do I know that that will be true, I get to see that every Wednesday when you and Penny roll up in your minivan and load your car full of food to deliver to people. And I'm just wondering, what's the first thing? There's a million ways to serve at Grace. What's one of the first things that comes to mind? How are you and your wife excited about 
serving in your retirement years? Well, I know out loud. What's that, Tyler? You're going to lead out loud. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who don't know, that's our children's worship team. It it involves a lot of dancing. Dave, please, please. (laughs) Um, The maybe not his wheelhouse. My wheelhouse. Penny immediately will want to return to the care center. Hmm. Uh, It is where is her deep passion. Um, She really, and she was just starting to get involved deeply in the um, thrift store. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that's probably where she'll, she'll dive back in for me. And and it's kind of weird. um, But what I'm going to do for a living, I will probably bring back into grace when we start launching destiny workshops for the Mm -hmm. people of grace, which is essentially what I'm going to be doing but I'll be leading that as a volunteer. Right, Barry? Isn't that what we want me to do? That's what we've been talking <laughs> about. What we want me to do? <laughs> yeah. The That's cool awesome thing, thing is on June 1, my, my title changes to Barry's dad. <laughs> That's nice. I'm excited about that. Yeah, the closure part goes both ways too, Barry. Uh, you mentioned the closure part and how can anybody have closure? But for the last 30 years, like yeah, the Rodriguez family has kind of been all of our family. And there's a lot of people right now who are like, they don't have closure of, of Dave leaving either. And so it's, it's tough both ways. Um, so what we are committed to doing it down the road is to have a big celebration whenever big celebrations can happen again, um, for this and have like an official kind of ceremony and celebrate. Um, but yeah, so it, it's not the way anybody would have desired it, but I'm glad Dave that um, you get the time that I don't know if you feel like it's enough or too little or too much time to say the things that you need to say to Grace Church. I'm glad that we get that. I gl- I'm glad that we get this period right now, even though it's on video. Yeah, I'm glad too. I'm glad. I really am. All right. That's all we got. Barry, I would usually ask you what's next, but we just talked about it for a while. Yeah. We just talked about that. Yeah. Um, friends of the pod. Thanks for listening today. Uh, f- be sure to subscribe to between Sundays on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your pods share with your friends. Friends of the pod are always welcome. Haters of the pod. Get out. <laughs> if you're racist and you're a hater of the pod, get out. Uh, on that note, Marin, will you please send us out? I was, how can I do that now? Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. We'll see you on the other side of Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>